In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet not drinking to celebrate or mourn the results of the superb owl tonight, because we don't really owl. care. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime. Hey! Fighting District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm cold. Um, but no, I, I'm <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I watched the Super Bowl. I didn't have a team that I wanted to win. And uh, uh, sorry, Super Bowl. Owl. Super Bowl. One job. You know, yeah, that, that it, was the same thing here. I didn't have a horse in this fight. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I like the character of some of the players on particular teams. So I was you know, kind of rooting for those individual pers- people's in their character as 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 citizens but other than that no i'm good i'm tired i'm, re- I'm ready to do a podcast and go to bed <laughs> pretty straight also point. joining us and and probably notify noticing that he is back to being listed as partner jlb from up north how you doing man i'm doing good bud i am uh, i'm feeling good i got my promotion back so i'm happy about that couldn't be any more ecstatic uh, but aside from that, you know, the whole Super Bowl stuff, whatevs, commercials were fun. The weekend was good. And I'm referring to the artist, the weekend. And, well, I guess the weekend itself was all right, too. Just uh, ready to start another week and ready to book these crimes, bud. That's right. That's right. So it, in the end, like I said, we didn't have any, like, horses in uh, the, the race uh, in the Superb Owl. But there were three players who used to play for the uh, Nebraska Huskers that uh, were in the Superb Owl, all on the winning side. So I guess that's good. Well, fun little fact, good sir. Mr. Tom Brady, when he was a youngster, actually played for the Montreal Expos, uh, which is our baseball team back in the day who are known as now the Nationals because, uh, yeah, but we have a Did he a actually play or did he just get drafted and never actually play? I wasn't sure on that. He might have got drafted and never actually played, but he was still there. Still there. That's that's not an uncommon thing when it comes to, to baseball. Uh, well, pro sports just in general because um, when you go drafted, you're drafting the rights to them, even if they don't play that first season. You have okay. the rights for a couple numbers. Listen, years. Debbie Downer, so, uh, I didn't ask for a complete analysis. I just wanted to point a fun little fact. But wait, a Downski's on that. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he, he didn't <laughs> ever play for Montreal, okay? Fine. Duly noted. He was still there. Was he in any of your baseball teams? No. We wouldn't want him. Heck, he, he almost wasn't in any of our NFL teams. Um, oh, snap. I mean, that's, that's the the simple fact with it, is he uh, drafted in the sixth round, which is, you know. He was like most, 99 or something? It was most, crazy. Most uh, quarterbacks, if they don't get drafted in the top rounds, they never see a starting lineup. 
ever. You know, for not having a horse fight or whatever you said before in this whole super bowel thing, yes, certainly are taking up a lot of time. Damn it, Brady! Why must you be everyone's conversation? Well, because uh, while I say I, while I say I don't don't have a horse in the fight, I do have a hatred for Tom Brady. Um, but anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not talking about football. We are talking about professional wrestling. Um, Before we get into the main show, I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So once you're done listening to this show and, of course, liking, sharing, and subscribing, head on over to tatnusco.com. Check out the other shows on the network there. Do it. Yeah. But, But we will go ahead and get into the crimes for this week and uh i as always put the floor open if anyone else wants to go first yeah no it's you, that bud. silence means it's me so hey. my crime i'm i'm primarily gonna level it at excalibur but it's kind of to the o the overarching uh aew announced team and even maybe a little bit of tony khan uh in this and that's um that they they're being charged with not giving the generic fans the general fans enough info right um what this stems from is uh if you're an AEW watcher you know at the end of this week's dynamite or last week's dynamite i should say there was a surprise appearance by kenta now i know who kenta is because i at least semi follow new japan and I've watched some of his matches uh, after he left WWE and went back to New Japan and all that. I know the storylines going on there. I know the storyline with him and Moxley, uh, him having the briefcase that gives him a shot at Moxley's United States Championship. I know the, the storyline. But of the 800,000 people watching uh, Dynamite this week, I bet you probably at least a third of them, if not half of them, don't know any of that information right Mm. um a lot of them probably don't even know who kenta is or if they know anything about him they know him only as the guy from uh that used to be a 205 live jobber you know and i kind of feel like this is this is the same thing that excalibur has done before where when someone shows up, he just throws out their name like we're supposed to know them and doesn't give any of the backstory behind it. It happened when the Butcher and Blade first showed up. Uh, it's, like, it's the Blade! It's the Blade! Who, who Who is the Blade? I don't know who the Blade is. Right? <laughs> um, this is where you're, you need to give context and backstory. You need to say, it's the Blade! The Blade uh, is a wrestler in the american southwest and and uh your whatever i mean give some backstory on it so we we know but just throw out a name and so so when this happened probably half at least of the AEW audience was like hey, it's kenta and they're like what who who's kenta well what does kenta want why is kenta here are we supposed to care about kenta i don't think it was as painful with kenta as it was with butcher and blade butcher and blade was painful but there was yeah. a, you couldn't even hop on Google. Like I, <laughs> Kenta and Moxie just had a battle in in Japan. Um, there's been there's been reasons to follow AEW art uh, wrestlers um, performers back to Japan and watch. So well, and in fair. fairness, it's it's been a long time since 
since Kenta and John Moxley actually faced off in an actual match. But they, uh, John Moxley appeared on N NJPW Strong, which is their American uh, one out of their their U.S. dojo uh, about a week before. But I still think the vast majority of AEW fans didn't see that and didn't hear anything about it. That's true. Um, and they did the same thing. It's not just Kenta. It's not just Butcher and Blade. It's been when uh, people from AAA have shown up. Heck, it's the same thing when Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa first showed up. Um, they just said, it's Thunder Rosa from NWA. And that's it. And what they really need to do, and this is where I say it goes farther than just Excalibur. Excalibur is a focal point. Uh, but it goes farther. This falls on Tony Khan for not arranging for something that they could do video package-wise or or something. You know what I mean? To show it off, right? I mean, this could have been Kenta attacks, beats him up for a bit, and they're like, oh my goodness, it's Kenta. And then a package showing Kenta with showing some of the stuff here. Because here's the deal. Uh, a lot of people watched Kenta and he hit the GTS and they thought, oh man, that guy just stole that move from CM Punk. <laughs> right. Kenta did it first. If anyone stole it, it was CM Punk stole it from Kenta. Nope, Excalibur didn't tell me anything. So according to your logic, nope, I don't believe you. Yep, don't believe me. Excalibur didn't say it. So it's nope. <laughs> CM Punk to AEW confirmed. Coming in to defend his GTS. Up. And that's the thing is, I just, this is, this goes Thunder Rosa is another example. When she came in, they really should have had a bunch of video packages showing what she could do. You know, if you're going to arrange a partnership with New Japan or a partnership with NWA or Impact, it really helps to get footage of of those people in there to hype them up here. Because I do believe these partnerships are for the best in the long run, but how they're for the best is by hyping up these people and making them feel like big stars. And right now, for people who knew and people who were excited about the idea of Kenta uh, and John Moxley fighting in AEW, it's a big deal. But for a lot of people, they don't understand how big of a deal it could be. And they're just like, well, who's this schmo? You know, mm -hmm. so so that's my charge. There is just that that AEW just in general needs to get better at hyping up their big debuts, even if it's just temporary. Even if Kenta and and John Moxley, it's going to be a short term feud um, in AEW, just leading up to something happening in New Japan that we don't really talk about or whatever. It still is something that's worth hyping up a lot. So. The other option is to just stay with. Who's that? I don't even know. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, you can say, who is that? Who is that? We're we're going to have to do some research. We'll tell you about it next week. And then next week, you can have a big package showing. We figured out, you know, we did some research and all this. I, I think a lot of it comes down to, let's be honest, Excalibur knows fucking everybody, right? <laughs> um, that's why he could say, it's the Blade, because Excalibur knew who they were. And the other two were like, uh, who? <laughs> yeah. Jim Jim Ross was like, yeah, it's the uh the blade. Look at my let me look at my notes real quick. Yep, it says blade. Yes, it says blade right here, blade. And the other one apparently works as a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh I feel like that would make like best <laughs> snipes. Maybe maybe one of them works in a barber shop. <laughs> Um, oh, there's a rabbit with it. No, it's Bunny. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The Butcher, the Blade, and the Rabbit. 
Uh, we're gonna work on guys. That's Allie, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, it's Allie. It's why don't you just call her Allie? Because I mean, she's literally been on your show before. She's That's she was right there in the middle of a feud with Brandy. Why in the hell did Allie come out with bunny ears on? That's weird. <laughs> but so I just think that it's something AEW could do a lot better is when you have these surprise appearances, don't just uh, hype it up verbally, but you need to show something to why it's such a big deal. Or or if you just need to do it verbally, you just need to be better at it, right? Because in the end, a lot of people didn't know who the F Kenta was, and that debut did not give them the same sort of butterflies that the people who know who Kenta is got out of it. But it was also so quick, too. So I don't even think him saying, oh, like he just said it's Kenta. He didn't say NJPW at all, at all, at all. Um, I think he did. He, he said it's, oh my goodness, it's Kenta. He's got the briefcase to, to face John Moxley's for the IWGP US Championship. Um, oh yeah, but that, that was confused until I looked it up. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, that's But that's the deal is the briefcase to face, what's that mean? Right. Now, WWE fans, when they hear briefcase, they get at least the concept of the idea. Like, oh, briefcase, well, when the, you know, uh, Money in the Bank champion has a briefcase, that means it's got a uh, contract in it. So I guess, and that's effectively what it is. But I still think they could have been more concise or, or at least more descriptive of what it is. Um, now, you know, I, while I was surprised in a way to see Kenta show up, I wasn't surprised because uh, D.A. Fabe can uh, attest, I've been expecting Kenta sh- to show up in AW for over a month. Like, it was back in December. Into your arguments. It was back in December that Kenta, I had conversations with D.A. Babe about how Kenta was dropping hints on Twitter about how uh, he's on his way to see John Moxley. Um, <clears throat> I actually thought it was going to play into Moxley losing the championship, that uh, Kenta was going to play into it either by showing up and distracting him or by as soon as he'd lost the championship, Kenta was going to show up and challenge him for the U.S. title because it made a lot of sense at that point. Kenta had already, like I said, made a lot of a big show on Twitter about being in an airplane flying to America. He said things like, see you soon, Moxley. Um, so he's going to be in America. Uh, that was about 14 days before the match with Kenny Omega for the title, which would have given him plenty of time to quarantine for 14 days, all of that stuff. So I've been expecting Kenta for two months now. So it didn't, well, yes, it surprised me. It wasn't shocking to me because I followed it enough to know that this was something that could happen anytime. Um, but again, a lot of AEW's fans probably don't do that. Uh, and so this could have used a whole lot more exposition telling us, hey, this is why you should care about it. Uh, I mean, I think you're being overly picky because honestly, they couldn't have done much aside from when he came out. And even when he comes out, you know, there's only so much they can say in that time frame too. So they're obviously going to explain it more, but they they know that these people aren't stupid either. They're going to go Google it anyways. They're going to go Google it. They're going to YouTube it and whatever have you. Sure, it sucks that we don't get that ultimate surprise of, oh my God, that's, a, you know what I mean? But 
you know, it is what it is. We're, we're not going to feel that way uh, just because um, just because Excalibur says, oh my God, it's this and this and this and this. And, you know, we're, we're not going to feel it if we didn't watch NJPW Strong or whatever. Which is happened. why a video package is the best way to do it. Which is why you can't do that, though. Because if you do that, what the heck does that mean? That means we know Kenta's coming, which is going to destroy I, I, the surprise. But, but, but again, I, I think you can have Kenta attack and then show a video package. Um, I, I, I don't think wrestling fans are going to go, well, how if they didn't know Kenta was going to attack, how did they have that video package ready? I really don't think a, in the history of professional wrestling, surprise debuts have had video packages so often. Even when they were surprise debuts, it's not something that we question. So you could have had him make his uh, attack, stand over it, and then end the show with the video package of Kenta being fucking savage. I'm gonna and take you back to. I'm gonna take you back to an event when um, somebody widely considered to be in the conversation for goat um, <laughs> made his debut in WWE. Um, we saw a timer counting down for months on end to Y2K, but it was Y2J, obviously. Um, and so, no, we didn't have any video packages. No, we didn't know it was coming. We knew the timer was counting the wrong day for Y2K. That's what we knew in 1999. Um, that's all we knew. That's the whole thing. That's everything anybody knew because the internet was a little bit around. Uh, I guess if you had like P- PW Insider at the time or any of that stuff, if you had some, if you paid for the dirt sheets back then, you might have known, uh, but you didn't know like for sure. And then he showed up and challenged The Rock. So you could have done something like that with Kenta. You really could have. Or you could have the surprise and then afterwards, we're going to go to a commercial, or in this particular instance, we're going to tell you more about him next week. <laughs> That's Kenta from New Japan. Oh. Like I said, I mean, the simple fact is, I don't think fans would have rioted over a video package playing after the debut. You know what I mean? He comes up, he beats up on John Moxley for a bit, and then the show ends with a montage of Kenta hitting big moves on people, right? I think that would have hyped up Kenta, made people feel a little bit more excited about seeing Kenta some more, um, you know, tied him into the Bullet Club, but without specifically saying Bullet Club could have helped. Um, but now, I am excited. I want to make sure everyone knows. I'm excited. I'm happy to see him here. I'm excited for the stuff that's coming. Uh, this week, we're supposedly getting a Lights Out match with uh, Kenta teaming with Kenny Omega versus John Moxley and um, Lance Archer, I think, uh, which should be a lot of fun. But I just think that I just think they could have done a lot better with explaining to the crowd, even if it was just through a video package, this is who Kenta is. And I don't think the crowd, I don't think the fans would have been angry at a video package or would have second-guessed a video package after he debuted. Um, I mean, keep in mind, Sting was supposedly a surprise debut, and Sting still got a full entry with sound and lights and effects, right? 
and it was a surprise debut. Yet, if they would have used Sting in the Kenta situation, obviously it would have been fine too because we all know him. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know who but, that is. But I'm using it as an example of, you, you know, anyone who's trying to say, well, he can't be a surprise if he has a video package. Sing was a surprise and he had a video package. You can't argue that that just because someone has a video package that they can't be a surprise because they've done it before. When Sting showed up, he was he was a surprise and he had a video package. Um, the first time Lance Archer showed up, he had a video package and he was a surprise. Um, most of their debuts of relatively big names since they started have come with video packages, even though they were supposed to be surprises. About the only one I can think of that didn't have a video package, but he still had an entry, uh, uh, a ring entrance, was uh, Brian Cage. When he showed up during that battle royal, um, his name came up, who's, who can stop the path of Cage? And then he came out. So he still had a ring entrance, but he was a surprise. So that's my argument is you can still have him be a surprise and shocking, but give him a ring entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sure, still semantics. Like, it's hard to give him a ring. I mean, I guess you could have done it, but then Moxley would have been ready for him. He would have been shocked, and then he would have been ready for him. The fact that he came in like that, because Moxley is already, in Moxley's head at least, he's already aware of... That, that's why you don't have the, the ring entrance, but you have the package afterwards. That's my point. You have him come in, kick John Moxley's ass, and then when he's standing over John Moxley at the end, standing victorious, then you play a video package. Fair. I don't get with it. At a time. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get with it. But that's that's my crime. Let's move on to the next crime in the list. Who's going on? I, I have a wonderful misdemeanor and an okay crime. I feel like I have a redundant crime, but if uh, JLB would like to go first, he can. Um, yeah, no, it's all you, buddy, because I'm still thinking I kind of have more misdemeanors than crimes, so I'm still trying to think of a, a better one. So go right ahead. Way to come prepared. I should demote you again. <laughs> <laughs> you think this hurts my feelings, but you know how much my feelings get super powered up when I am a partner. So if you keep doing this flushing of demoting and promoting me, it's just playing with my heartstrings, bud. It's a bit it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Especially with COVID now would and all that. Uh... Would, would you say I'm tearing up your heart? When I'm with you and where we are, I feel it too. And no matter what I do, guys, I feel the same. Whether I am with or without you, partner or saw partner, I feel the same. All right, go on, Mr. Faith. So um, I do, I I have a crime against, I I want to throw a positive spin on this. So my crime goes against uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Alexa Bliss. Oh, Jesus. And a little bit Oscar and a little bit AJ just because they are amongst the best in the world at what they do. Um, for keeping Raw watchable, um, Edge, is, Edge is, a, is a given on all brands right now uh, that, that he will help carry those brands. But I'm going to go with those four on Raw because Raw's a rough show right now. And, and I don't know if it's writing. I don't know what it is. 
Um, but those four people are so very, very on top of their game. This is the best Randy Orton we've ever seen. I think I think most of us could agree with that. I know JLB didn't a while ago um, say that that's the best Randy Orton we've ever seen. I, I think he does a better job of being more hateable than than he's ever done. Um, yep. Yep. Drew uh, Mac- a few months ago, I said we were at peak Randy Orton. And we still are. He's still holding well. Um, Drew McIntyre is face of the company material forever at this juncture. He's that good. Um, they found their Cena. They had to turn Roman heel, and they found a face guy who is their new Cena. Um, and he, it's it's fun to watch. Um, that isn't John Cena. You know, like, he's not getting crammed down <laughs> our throat. He's just that good, you know? Um Alexa Bliss, man, she changed characters three times on Monday. Three times in a match. One match. Um, she's that good. Uh, uh, unbelievable. And then, of course, you have AJ, who is, again, just one of the best wrestlers of all time, uh, would also be in that GOAT conversation, uh, has twice been named by PW Insider, I think, the Wrestler of the Year, uh, which I think Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are the only other two that, that rival that in the modern era. And and Asuka, who, is, again, is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. So... Um, one of the best wrestlers in the world. I don't want to limit it to women. One of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, those four or five people, you got to throw Edge in there because his storyline is is what the company is centered around for this next few weeks. Um, makes Raw watchable. Um, and there's there's great athletes on Raw, but those particular five can take crap storylines and still make them good. <laughs> I suppose you got to throw Charlotte in there a little bit. Too. Oh, that storyline just yeah. blew balls. <laughs> yeah, she's doing her darndest to make it at least watchable, I guess. But, <laughs> oh, Jesus, uh, no. I don't think I don't think The Rock could make it as watchable. You know what I mean? Like you, the, the best guy that we could think of, who's the most entertaining. Like she's doing her darndest, but Jesus Christ. I yeah. mean, it's, I don't. I, I think Bobby Lashley's incredible in the ring, but what? It, it, there's just no direction there right now. Um, so you know, thank God they have such a talented roster because they're writing fucking blows. Yeah, that's that's definitely for sure, and it's been blowing for quite some time. Oh, I mean, bring it back though. We we can't find a viable contender better than Goldberg for a Royal Rumble. <laughs> in the most lamest way possible you don't respect you're next Oldberg Oldberg <laughs> and again I enjoy watching Goldberg I just the, his, he can't build a storyline to save his soul he couldn't build a storyline when he was the storyline yeah, that's the deal. Is I mean, that's not anything surprising with Goldberg. Is he never was able to build the storyline? The storyline had to be built around him. You know, he's a monster. He's destroyed so many people. Oh, okay. Um, should we give him a mic? No, 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 don't give him a mic. Yeah. And 
And the thing is, and I understand why a lot of people might not like Goldberg for that specific reason, because you were given, uh, you were the industry stunt double. The industry was going to take you to where you needed to go, and that's why you made all your money and whatever. I mean, kudos to Goldberg. Hey, I probably would have done the same. If you picked me, use me as you please. I don't have to talk. I just have to spear and jackhammer. I'm doing a streak. Cool. I'm good. I'm getting millions of dollars. Let's go. So kudos to Goldberg. He took it. He ran with it. But oh man, like I, it, it's just, dude. Like, do you honestly think you're good though? Like, you're not. I, I, I honestly, it's, he wasn't that great back then in WCW, and like, he's obviously not good now. He can't, he can't hold a, he can't hold a promo for his life of him for the life of him um and i don't think anyone's really wanting to see that and even if keith lee was out of the picture which fine covid cool thing happened anybody but goldberg really like why aren't you trying to you have two pay-per-views okay before mania you could have easily have given that opportunity to someone else to lose to drew at rumble but at least to give him a main card push to show the fans, hey, we're looking at this guy as a main card push. What do you think? Putting Goldberg there does nothing at all. Yes, Drew beats him. It does good you for Drew. The generic, I'm the mid-card champion, and I think I'm world champion material. And then the Lashley battle with with Drew here and have it and have Drew win and Lashley still flounder until Survivor's here you know as the yeah. mid part game that's fine yeah they could have went so many ways but they chose Goldberg I guess Goldberg was like hey I'm free I'm bored I live near I live near Florida or I live in Florida pick me and Vince is like yeah that's some good word. let's go you're next get in there Got him. So anyway, that's just I I don't know. I just, anyway, the crime is good job, good yeah. job. Those five, um, and to really? all of the rest, to the rest of the supporting cast who are doing good stuff, whose in-ring work is exceptional with the really bad writing right now. Um, Lacey Evans is doing good in-ring work. It's the outer ring crap that they're saddling her with that just sucks. You know? Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, I do know on that one. The <laughs> <laughs> um, Dominic Mysterio stuff. Uh, Baron Corbin. Damn, Baron Corbin could be one of the best in-ring performers, you know, in in any promotion if you put him in there. And he's good in this promotion. He's the only one who does that slide around the ring post, come back in, and, and clothesline somebody. That's pretty freaking cool. I've always thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and his seventeen finishers that that uh, Smarks thinks. Why why does he get all the good ones? <laughs> Damn it! You give him all the good ones. <laughs> um, and he's great. He's, he's he really and he's hateable. Uh, not quite to Randy Orton's level, but you know Randy Orton's also been in the industry for seventy-five years. So, um, <laughs> so you know, there the supporting cast also deserve the wrestlers deserve a lot of credit for what they're being handed in terms of storylines, because the storylines on Raw are garbage, and so I, I want to charge them with a crime of, of good job, and in particular I want to give extra kudos to those who are at the top, which I guess also kind of means I have to give writing 
kudos because two of those are champions. Mm. So they're smart enough to at least know that these guys are so good, we should have them be champions. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to give the writers any kind of credit at all. Though. Oh, I'm not going yeah, to go that far, but you know, it's so bad up until there. <laughs> so anyway, um, kudos to those particular people, um, and and especially especially Randy Orton, because we've spent so many years of of dogging him as the as as the third generation Cena. Um, you know he's he's in Vince's pocketbook, so he can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, he's embraced that a couple times over the last couple years, uh, and said, "I'm Randy Orton. I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. If I want to, if I want a title shot, I'm going to get a title shot, Drew. If I want <laughs> three of them, I'm going to get three of them. And yeah. you know he's done very well with everyone. Oh, apparently I didn't end Edge. I guess I need to finish that. You know, and and he just God, he's just such a fucking prick and it's fantastic <laughs> but uh and, and and he's also superhuman because i don't know how he got rid of all of those burns so quickly like that's what I was gonna he say. must have <laughs> superhuman <laughs> best doctors in the world right uh, yeah yeah first degree burns all over his face a week ago <laughs> he shows up at royal rumble he's just fine that's that's phenomenal healing must yeah, be like well, stem cells or something. Yeah, I mean, he dislocated his knee at the beginning of the Royal Rumble, and at the end, he was the second to last person in it. Yeah, that's superb. That's like Wolverine-style healing factor. <laughs> so anyway, no, very, very, very good job to the wrestlers um, for for their ability to execute crap story. I mean, those guys are as good as Susan Lucci right now. Crap stories, and you're just that entertaining still. For those who don't know, Susan Lucci was a was a was a character was a person who played in soap operas. Oh, there we go. Yep. So crap stories, crap stories, and pretty <laughs> much he still loved her. Ah, nice. Congratulations to the Susie Lucci's of the world. <laughs> Susie Lucci. <laughs> I think it's just a t-shirt. Yeah, congratulations to the Susie Lucci's. <laughs> um, so my crime is kind of docking on SmackDown because I feel like SmackDown is going towards that Raw-esque boringness um at least the past two weeks it has um one i am upset because i don't believe we saw seth rollins on smackdown this week if i'm correct because i feel like being annoyed that i didn't see him and we saw Damian priest come on raw which was super cool okay going against the miz i'm down with that sure let's do it but then we don't see Rhea ripley anywhere Unless, again, maybe I missed that. But I don't think she was there either on SmackDown. Which are two things I was absolutely waiting for. Because, honestly, we need something else aside from Roman. Oh, I, I like Roman, but they're just putting him... He's becoming almost, when we were annoyed of Drew McIntyre starting off the show all the time. They were essentially doing the same thing with Roman again, again, starting it up, starting it up. And I get it works into his character. This is my yard or whatever. This is my table or my tribe. I don't know what the hell he says anymore, but this is my, 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 my home, whatever. 
and I get the whole edge thing, cool story, bro, fine, whatever, but you got to give me something else, man, because it is honestly the Roman Reigns show, and then there's really nothing else that's kind of going on that is anywhere near interesting, and you could have easily have uh, made it stronger by having Seth return and having Rhea come to SmackDown, which was the rumor. Damien Priest is going to Raw, Rhea Ripley is coming to SmackDown. Um, so I'm charging SmackDown for just not bringing up the talent that they showed at the Royal Rumble when Rhea did so phenomenally well in the Rumble. She was what, Final Four, no? So two. Final Early two. Up. Yeah. And then you just don't even show her the following week. Like, was she on NXT? No. No. Not even. So hey, Final two, and then, hey, I'm nowhere to be seen on TV this week. Because my name's Rhea Ripley, and I get this big star push, and then I just get completely shut out. Like, it is completely unfair of what SmackDown is doing to her, and it also just doesn't make any sense that we didn't see Seth Rollins either. Hey, I came back, guys. Oh, but I'm out there the following week. Like, you're kind of destroying your characters, so I guess I'm charging the writers for not being creative enough to put possibly your one of your, your two of your best supporting cast members if you will onto a brand to help it out because i am tired of the romans show i would like some other things to look forward to on smackdown and playing with my heartstrings like officer smarks does when he de- when he uh demotes me only this is uh you know, this is just, it's just silly. It just didn't make any sense. I'm like, why was there no Rhea? Why was there no Seth? So I, you, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and counter argue this one. Yeah, uh, go ahead. This is, this is rare that we do this, but um, I, think, I, I think we got time, man. Um, uh, here's the deal. Number one, you're a Sami Zayn fan and a KO fan. Don't ever fucking say that that show is just the Roman show ever again. <laughs> Because those two are really great entertainment, and KO knocked Roman out, <laughs> so you should have been pumped about that. Now he's part of Roman's storyline, so I get it. Mm-hmm. But there's other stuff going on there, and 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 it's it's okay stuff. I'm I'm not upset That's with Seth. Not, yeah. I'm not upset with Seth not coming back to weekly play yet. Um, he's a dad. Yeah, show oh, up. For don't me. give me this dad thing. Stop it. No, he's a new dad. That's yeah. that's the important thing. Not yeah. just that he's tell, a dad. Tell your baby has fallen asleep on your chest. You don't get to play that that card, dude. Yeah. You just don't get it. Seriously, I would have called out for anything, right? Said, nope, sorry, I can't come into work. I don't care. You just gave me a raise to a million dollars. My baby's laying on my chest. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's one of the greatest feelings in the world. So, um, that said, not everybody understands that. I don't. I don't think Seth. I don't think the current Seth character can carry a brand, anyways. Uh, and we saw them try, and it wasn't good. Yeah, I think the uh, Seth character has to have a revamp right now. I yeah. think I think this is the time to bring back babyface Seth. He, he's got all the support because he's a new father. Um, he it took time off to reset. He can he can go back to burn it down, babyface Seth, and get rid of that stupid Messiah theme song. Yeah. Um, but no, to, I, to do that, he'll need a couple weeks, so I'm okay yes. with it. And Rhea Ripley will be so incredibly dominant in, in WWE uh, main roster 
She she is as over as anybody else in wrestling right now. Um, uh, take your time. You don't have to rush these storylines. In fact, we've talked a little bit, a lot. Well, that that was an oxymoron. We've talked quite a bit over the last couple of years of doing these podcasts, or last year of doing these podcasts, um, about rushing storylines and and when we rush them suddenly Vince has to fill in a whole bunch of gaps with the way he tells the story um, because he wants to get to the end so freaking fast that we get crap we just get this crap storyline we get this shit sandwich of a storyline where it looks like there's a lot of promise and then fucking Katie Vick is in the middle and then Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a mask on anymore and it just sucks you know, um, and I and, and I just use the Katie Vick one because that's that's as shitty of a storyline as has been told in the last twenty years. Um, but but it's Dominic. Um, I'm I'm Rey Mysterio's kid, and I want to wrestle. And somebody attacks me in the audience, and we rush him into the ring, and it sucks. We get his best his best performance that has ever occurred out of him happens in the last week um, with Ray holding Corbin's uh, foot at the ring. I, I, I thought that was the best in-ring work we've seen from Dominic, but I hate him so fucking much because I've seen he's been crammed down my throat and now, oh, we got to rush to a different storyline and, and now they're going to be in an argument with the best heel, one of the best heels we have. Oh, well, I don't want to fucking see it anymore. I just, I, I don't, I don't want to see it at all. I'm out. Like, shut it out and quit it. Go, <laughs> go away, Dominic Mysterio. And I guess I kind of understand where you want to rush somebody to the end, but in there. But I, I, I'd say there's enough there. I think there's enough there that you don't have to rush those. I mean, gonna, I, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and continue that point um, with this, this point to it. On this episode of SmackDown, now keep in mind, I still don't get to watch SmackDown live when it happens because fucking Sling TV is fucking fuck Neds. Um, but uh, I figured if we're going to be R, it might as well be hard R, right? Um, but if you, if you look at the events of SmackDown, you look at what happened on SmackDown, we had six different female superstars appear on SmackDown um, in one form or another to further their storyline. You had Ruby Riot, uh, seven technically, because Liv Morgan showed up. Ruby Riot had a match with Bailey uh, that also featured Billy Kay out there uh, trying to help Ruby Riot, but ending up costing Ruby Riot. Uh, I love Billy Kay right now. Oh my God. Awesome. Liv Morgan coming out to confront there. So that's four there. And then you had Sasha Banks, uh, Carmella, and uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, doing their spot yeah. with Bianca, thanking everyone and, and talking about how great, uh, how excited she is to go to WrestleMania, winning Royal Rumble and all this. They had a lot of female superstars to already show on this show, to already spotlight. And to have Rhea Ripley make her debut would have taken the spotlight away from at least one of those. Well, you don't want to take it away from Bianca Belair. You just set her up to be your next superstar. Right. by having her win the Rumble. So you can't have Rhea Ripley show up at that moment. Um, Rhea Ripley doesn't fit into the Riot Squad storyline right now. About the right. only thing you could have done is shoehorn her in there 
instead of Bailey. But if that's not the character, Bailey's still a heel. If that's not the character you're wanting to do with Rhea Ripley, there's no point to put her there. So I don't I don't see a spot. This might have been a situation of WWE being smart about um, where their timing and all that stuff. Understanding there wasn't a good spot in this show to shoehorn Rhea Ripley in. And rather than just shove her in there somewhere, let's hold off, let's develop it a little bit more, and let's figure out what we want to do. Now, do I think Rhea Ripley is going to be involved in the Bianca Belair storyline? Heck yeah, I do. I think that's going to be the storyline playing into the next two months before WrestleMania, is Rhea Ripley basically saying, I almost had you. I almost won this. Um, I should be the one going to WrestleMania. And that's what and i originally thought she was going to show up in raw because when she had eliminated alexa i thought they were going to initially start doing something with alexa and Rhea, which i kind of would have been down for too but then when damien came out and then the rumors were like well she's going to smackdown that that's where kind of my problem was i'm like maybe they'll do something with her and bailey sort of deal or maybe she'll be on bailey's ding dong dong hello thing um yes bianca i believe was on it this week right or was she just there oh no she was just thanking everybody she wasn't on anyone's tv show or whatever uh so that i understand because i think the bianca thing was awesome uh, the bianca sasha uh no sorry the bianca um Carmella, Why am I getting? Yeah, Sasha. Carmella, Sasha was just, that was perfect. That was awesome how all that played out. And um, it so that obviously is what we're going to be getting for Mania. They're definitely going to be facing each other down for that. I think that is the perfect move. Bianca, Sasha is going to be, uh, I would think, a phenomenal matchup. So I'm excited for that. It's just you kind of and that's my issue though is because you kind of have nowhere to put ripley i don't want to see ripley against carmella i don't want to see who else is there i don't want to see ripley versus ruby or live um and that's why or, or I live even uh sorry live why do i keep saying live? damn it i like never learn every week my bad um yeah, so I don't know who else is there on SmackDown. Is there any other woman on SmackDown that I'm not thinking of? Um, Tamina. Bailey. I mean, no, but I mean, Bailey's kind of in the. Yeah, like Rhea Bailey would have been freaking awesome. Like, you know, Bailey's a smartass, and yeah, a Bailey I guess would have been nice. But Bailey's doing something with who now? Technically, Billy. Well, no, yeah, she was she was in the match versus uh, Ruby Riot, uh, but I think she was basically just there to be the heel. I don't think that's a long term storyline. I think that's right. just we need a heel for this match to set this up. So, or heck, even do you think Rhea being part of the Riot Squad or coming to help them out would have helped her at all? No, huh? I think no. I I think see here's the deal is that there's a lot of things that they can do. I still think. Uh, Rio versus Bianca Belair is a nice filler going into stuff. But you also have uh, Sonya Deville coming back. Um, that could be a good feud there. You could throw Rhea in versus Natalia, have it be technical versus brutality. Oh, Jesus. Um, I mean, in, in the end, it would be, uh, this is all about, we got to do something to put Rhea Ripley over, right? 
So you don't want to have Rhea Ripley necessarily go immediately against Sasha Banks because you're not going to put Rhea Ripley over with. Um, you don't necessarily, and that's the one problem with putting her against Bianca Belair is because in the end, you're trying to put Bianca Belair over. Right. Um, Carmella would be a good one because you already ruined your push for her coming back. So have mm-hmm. her come back and, and get beat by uh, Rhea Ripley. That's fine. Yeah, she kind of doesn't have a storyline now anyways. She obviously was pushed to the side when she came so, out. Sonya Deville can come back and and be a badass and and she can afford to lose because she doesn't need to win right now. Um, so, or or Sonya Deville can come back and be a mentor to to Rhea Ripley. That could be the storyline, you know. You've you've got a lot of potential but you're really rough around the edges. Come under my wing, let me show you how to had a survivor out here um and so that that's definitely an option there i think they've got a lot of options there but at the same point i think the whole point is for this week there was a lot going on in the women's division shoehorning in another women's wrestler in smackdown wasn't gonna make any sense right now um and uh, putting her on smackdown is probably the better option because i mean you look at the raw roster the the women's side of the raw roster is pretty stacked overall um you know alexa oscar becky lynch whenever she comes back she's technically on the raw roster charlotte flair dana brooke lacey evans lana mandy rose mickey james is still showing on the raw roster uh, you well, can get rid I of mean... naomi nia Jax, oh. uh, nikki she's Cross, on the raw roster naomi yeah oh jesus uh, oh Nikki, yeah, she had the whole thing with Lacey. Yep, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, uh, Reckoning, aka Mia Yim. They just need to fucking break up Retribution. They're not doing anything. And Shayna Baszler, right? So the, there's not exactly a room on Raw for Rhea Ripley. They've well, got a whole lot of people not being used actively very often, anyways. I beg so, the difference. Though. Her against Asuka, maybe doing a little feud there, just to kind of get something going or her and Shayna I think would be phenomenal too it's, not, it's I'm not, I'm not saying it wouldn't be great matches they're, they're great matches but from a storyline standpoint Shayna's already got a storyline going on right now Asuka's already got a storyline going on if you don't think they're leading up to Charlotte versus Asuka at Wrestlemania you're, you're crazy that's right. the storyline that they're gonna do um, yeah and so the, 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 the main storylines for Rhea Ripley there's not really a good one on Raw. Um, I mean, do you want to see Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax right now? I don't. I swear to God, no, I do not. I do not want to see Rhea Ripley get injured in her first match on the roster. I think the storyline with Rhea Ripley will be will will come into play at Elimination Chamber or Fastlane. Is Fastlane next or Elimination Chamber? Because keep in mind, there's two pay-per-views. I, so I thought it's it, Elimination Chamber then Fastlane, but yeah. I'll check. Because the thing is, then if she's not going to be for the title uh, at Mania, then why not just bring her up now? Why are you going to have to make her wait? You can set something up with Rhea screwing Shayna over, Shayna and Nia over the tag titles. Wait, do they have it? Yeah, they have it. Uh, over with the tag titles. And then thus create a Shayna versus Rhea or do something. Because if it's not for the world title, we don't necessarily have to you know, make her wait a bit. One week after one of the major five pay-per-views. Give it some time. I want to see Rhea. I miss her. 
I never get to watch SmackDown, uh, NXT, so, you know. <laughs> she hasn't been there for a while either. Yeah, that's um, the deal. Is she hasn't appeared on NXT for almost a month now. Oh, damn. damn. She, she lost a match. That's when we knew she was going up to main roster. They had her lose the, the blow-off match to her feud. Um, and then they haven't had her on TV since then. So, you know, we, we know what's going on there. Yeah, so it's Elimination now, on the 21st. And, oh, Jesus, that's pretty quick. And Fastlane on uh, March 20, uh, 21st. So a month apart, Elimination Chamber, then Fastlane. So that's the deal. They've got a lot of time still to build up for those. And Rhea Ripley didn't necessarily benefit from appearing on this week's SmackDown in any way, shape, or form. They had a lot of other storylines to cram into this week's SmackDown. I would I prefer them to do it this way than for them to shoehorn in Rhea Ripley in some way, shape, or form just because they can, you know? Mm. Um, oh, we had her debut at Royal Rumble. We better put her in on SmackDown. Um, we'll throw her out there uh, right after the Hulkamania promo. <laughs> Which was very pointless. That's one of my misdemeanors. Oh wait, wait, no, no. She should totally try and steal Ric Flair from from Lacey Evans. Yeah, that's perfect. Let's do that real quick. That's a solid. I feel story. like Vince would definitely do that. I feel like that's in Vince's bag for sure. Yeah. So let's let's not rush. Let's yeah. not rush a bad storyline for Rhea. Ripley. In, in fact, I'm gonna go back a couple years and I'm gonna point out that it wasn't that long ago that right after Royal Rumble, they pulled up a bunch of NXT superstars and threw them onto the main roster. And none of them had what you would call impressive runs after, right? Uh, because just throwing them up there without a plan does no good whatsoever. I just think when you made her look so dominant, not dominant and not have her even show up at all, even just to maybe not be in a storyline, just have like a, a video package or something or so, have her backstage. Just I want to see her on TV. Oh, so, because, so now you're all down with video packages. I see how this is. Uh, yeah, that, that's how it is. I, I pick I pick and choose my video package battles. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet not drinking to celebrate or mourn the results of the superb owl tonight, because we don't really care. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime. Hey! Fighting District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm cold. Uh, but no, I, I'm, uh, uh, I, I watched the Super Bowl. I didn't have a team that I wanted to win. And uh, uh, sorry, Super Bowl. Owl. Super Owl. One job. You know, yeah, that, that it, was the same thing here. I didn't have a horse in this fight. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I like the character of some of the players on particular teams. So I was you know, kind of rooting for those individual pers- people's in their character as 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 citizens but other than that no i'm good i'm tired i'm, re- I'm ready to do a podcast and go to bed 
<laughs> also joining us and and probably notify noticing that he is back to being listed as partner jlb from up north how you doing man i'm doing good bud i am uh i'm feeling good i got my promotion back so i'm happy about that couldn't be any more ecstatic uh, but aside from that, you know, the whole Super Bowl stuff, whatevs, commercials were fun. The weekend was good. And I'm referring to the artist, The Weekend. And, well, I guess The Weekend itself was all right, too. Just uh, ready to start another week and ready to book these crimes, bud. That's right. That's right. So, in the end, like I said, we didn't have any, like, horses in uh, the, the race uh, in the Superb Owl. But there were three players who used to play for the uh, Nebraska Huskers that uh, were in the Superb Owl, all on the winning side. So I guess that's good. Well, fun little fact, good sir. Mr. Tom Brady, when he was a youngster, actually played for the Montreal Expos, uh, which is our baseball team back in the day who are known as now the Nationals because, uh, yeah. But we have did a Did he actually play or did he just get drafted and never actually play? I wasn't sure on that. He might have got drafted and never actually played, but he was still there. Still there. That's that's not an uncommon thing when it comes to, to baseball. Uh, well, pro sports just in general because um, when you go drafted, you're drafting the rights to them. Even if they don't play that first season, you have okay. the rights for a couple numbers. Listen, years. Debbie Downer, so, uh, I didn't ask for a complete analysis. I just wanted to point a fun little fact. But wait, a Downski's on that. Yeah, well, he, he, he didn't ever <laughs> play for Montreal, okay? Fine. Duly noted. He was still there. Was he in any of your baseball teams? No. We wouldn't want him. Heck, he, he almost wasn't in any of our NFL teams. Um, oh, snap. I mean, that's that's the the simple fact with it is he uh, drafted in the sixth round, which is, you know. He was like most, 99 or something. It was most, crazy. Most uh, quarterbacks, if they don't get drafted in the top rounds, they never see a starting lineup ever. You know, for not having a horse fight or whatever you said before in this whole super bowel thing, yes, certainly are taking up a lot of time. Damn it, Brady! Why must you be everyone's conversation? Well, because uh, while I say I, while I say I don't don't have a horse in the fight, I do have a hatred for Tom Brady. Um, but anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not talking about football. We are talking about professional wrestling. Um, before we get into the main show, I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So once you're done listening to this show, and of course liking, sharing, and subscribing, head on over to tatnusco.com. Check out the other shows on the network there. Do it. Yeah. But, but we will go ahead and get into the crimes for this week. And uh, I, as always, put the floor open if anyone else wants to go first. Yep, no, it's you, That silence means it's me. So my crime, I'm I'm primarily going to level it at Excalibur, but it's kind of to the the overarching uh, AEW announced team and even maybe a little bit of Tony Khan uh, in this. And that's um, that they... They're being charged with not giving the generic fans, the general fans, enough info, right? Um, what this stems from is, uh, if you're an AEW watcher, you know 
at the end of this week's Dynamite, or last week's Dynamite, I should say, there was a surprise appearance by Kenta. Now, I know who Kenta is, because I at least semi-follow New Japan, and I've watched some of his matches uh, after he left WWE and went back to New Japan and all that. I know the storylines going on there. I know the storyline with him and Moxley, uh, him having the briefcase that gives him a shot at Moxley's United States Championship. I know the, the storyline, but of the 800,000 people watching uh, Dynamite this week, I bet you probably at least a third of them, if not half of them, don't know any of that information, right? Mm. Um, a lot of them probably don't even know who Kenta is, or if they know anything about him, they know him only as the guy from uh, that used to be a 205 Live jobber, you know? And I kind of feel like th this is this is the same thing that Excalibur has done before, where when someone shows up, he just throws out their name like we're supposed to know them and doesn't give any of the backstory behind it. It happened when the Butcher and Blade first showed up. Uh, it's, like, it's the Blade! It's the Blade! Who, who Who is the Blade? I don't know who the Blade is. Right? <laughs> um, this is where you're, you need to give context and backstory. You need to say, it's the Blade! The Blade uh, is a wrestler in the American Southwest and and uh, your whatever. I mean, give some backstory on it so we, we know, but just throw out a name. And so... So when this happened, probably half at least of the AEW audience was like, it's Kenta! And they're like, what? Who? Who's Kenta? What, what does Kenta want? Why is Kenta here? Are we supposed to care about Kenta? I don't think it was as painful with Kenta as it was with Butcher and Blade. Butcher and Blade was painful. Butcher there and Blade was, was definitely You couldn't yeah. even hop on Google. Like, I, <laughs> Kenta and Moxie just had a battle in, in Japan. Um, there's been there's been reasons to follow AEW art uh, wrestlers um, performers back to Japan and watch. So well, and in fairness, it's it's been a long time since since Kenta and John Moxley actually faced off in an actual match. But they were uh, John Moxley appeared on N N J P W Strong, which is their American uh, one out of their their U S dojo. Uh, about a week before, but I still think the vast majority of AEW fans didn't see that and didn't hear anything about it. That's true. Um, and they did the same thing. I, it's not just Kenta, it's not just Butcher and Blade. It's been when uh, people from AAA have shown up. Heck, it's the same thing when Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa first showed up. Um, they just said, it's Thunder Rosa from NWA, and that's it. And what they really need to do, and this is where I say it goes farther than just Excalibur. Excalibur is a focal point, uh, but it goes farther. This falls on Tony Khan for not arranging for something that they could do video package-wise or, or something. You know what I mean? To show it off, right? I mean, this could have been Kenta attacks, beats him up for a bit, and they're like, oh my goodness, it's Kenta. And then a package showing Kenta with showing some of the stuff here because here's the deal uh, a lot of people watched kenta and he hit the gts and they thought oh man that guy just stole that move from cm punk <laughs> right kenta did it first if anyone stole it it was cm punk stole it from kenta nope excalibur didn't tell me anything so according to your logic nope i don't believe you yep don't believe me excalibur didn't say it so it's no. <laughs> cm punk to AEW confirmed 
come in and defend his GTS. Um, and that's the thing is, I just this is this goes Thunder Rosa was another example when she came in. They really should have had a bunch of video packages showing what she could do. You know, if you're gonna arrange a partnership with New Japan or a partnership with NWA or Impact, it really helps to get footage of of those people in there to hype them up here because i do believe these partnerships are for the best in the long run but how they're for the best is by hyping up these people and making them feel like big stars and right now for people who knew and people who are excited about the idea of kenta uh and john moxley fighting in aw it's a big deal but for a lot of people they don't understand how big of a deal it could be and they're just like well who's this schmo you know, mm-hmm. so so that's my charge. There is just that that AEW just in general needs to get better at hyping up their big debuts, even if it's just temporary. Even if Kenta and and John Moxley, it's going to be a short term feud um, in AEW, just leading up to something happening in New Japan that we don't really talk about or whatever. It still is something that's worth hyping up a lot. So. The other option is to just stay with. Who's that? I don't even know. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, you can say, who's that? Who's that? We're we're going to have to do some research. We'll tell you about it next week. And then next week, you can have a big package showing. We figured out, you know, we did some research and all this. I, I think a lot of it comes down to, let's be honest, Excalibur knows fucking everybody, right? <laughs> um, that's why he could say, it's the Blade, because Excalibur knew who they were. And the other two were like, uh, who? <laughs> yeah. Jim Jim Ross was like, yeah, it's the uh, the Blade. Look at my, let me look at my notes real quick. Yep, it says Blade. Yes, it says Blade right here. Blade. And the other one apparently works as a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like that would make like a best <laughs> yeah, one. Maybe, maybe one of them works in a barber shop. <laughs> Um, oh, there's a rabbit with him. No, it's Bunny. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The Butcher, the Blade, and the Rabbit. Uh, guys, that's Allie, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, it's Allie. It's, why don't you just call her Allie? Because, I mean, she's literally been on your show before. She's She was right there in the middle of a feud with Brandy. Why in the hell did Allie come out with bunny ears on? That's weird. <laughs> But so I just think that it's something AEW could do a lot better is when you have these surprise appearances, don't just uh, hype it up verbally, but you need to show something to why it's such a big deal. Or or if you just need to do it verbally, you just need to be better at it, right? Because in the end, a lot of people didn't know who the F Kenta was, and that debut did not give them the same sort of butterflies that the people who know who Kenta is got out of it. But it was also so quick, too. So I don't even think him saying, oh, like he just said it's Kenta. He didn't say NJPW at all, at all, at all. Um, I think he did. He, he said it's, oh, my goodness, it's Kenta. He's got the briefcase to, to face John Moxley's for the IWGP US Championship. Um, oh, yeah, but that, that was confused until I looked it up. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, that's fine. But that's the deal. The briefcase to face? What's that mean? Right. Now, WWE fans, when they hear briefcase, they get at least the concept of the idea. Like, oh, briefcase? Well, when the, you know, uh, Money in the Bank champion has a briefcase, that means it's got a uh, contract in it. And so I guess, and that's effectively what it is. 
but I still think they could have been more concise or, or at least more descriptive of what it is. Um, now, you know, I while I was surprised in a way to see Kenta show up, I wasn't surprised because uh, D.A. Fabe can uh, attest I've been expecting Kenta sh- to show up in AW for over a month. Like, it was back in December. Let me your arguments. It was back in December that Kenta, I had conversations with D.A. Fabe about how Kenta was dropping hints on Twitter about how uh, he's on his way to see John Moxley. Um, <clears throat> I actually thought it was going to play into Moxley losing the championship, that uh, Kenta was going to play into it either by showing up and distracting him or by as soon as he'd lost the championship, Kenta was going to show up and challenge him for the U.S. title because it made a lot of sense at that point. Kenta had already, like I said, made a lot of a big show on Twitter about being in an airplane flying to America. He said things like, see you soon, Moxley. Um, so he's going to be in America. Uh, that was about 14 days before the match with Kenny Omega for the title, which would have given him plenty of time to quarantine for 14 days, all of that stuff. So I've been expecting Kenta for two months now. So it didn't, well, yes, it surprised me. It wasn't shocking to me because I followed it enough to know that this was something that could happen anytime. Um, but again, a lot of AEW's fans probably don't do that. Uh, and so this could have used a whole lot more exposition telling us, hey, this is why you should care about it. Uh, I mean, I think you're being overly picky because honestly, they couldn't have done much aside from when he came out. And even when he comes out, you know, there's only so much they can say in that time frame too. So they're obviously going to explain it more, but they they know that these people aren't stupid either. They're going to go Google it anyways. They're going to go Google it. They're going to YouTube it and whatever have you. Sure, it sucks that we don't get that ultimate surprise of, oh my God, that's, a, you know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. We're, we're not going to feel that way uh, just because um, just because Excalibur says, oh, my God, it's this and this and this and this. And, you know, we're, we're not going to feel it if we didn't watch NJPW Strong or whatever. Which is happened. why a video package is the best way to do it. Which is why you can't do that, though. Because if you do that, what the heck does that mean? That means we know Kenta is coming, which is going to destroy I, I, the surprise. But, but, but again, you know. I, I think... You can have Kenta attack and then show a video package. Um, I, I, I don't think wrestling fans are going to go, well, how if they didn't know Kenta was going to attack, how did they have that video package ready? I really don't think a, in the history of professional wrestling, surprise debuts have had video packages so often. Even when they were surprise debuts, it's not something that we question. So you could have had him make his uh, attack, stand over it, and then end the show with a video package of Kenta being fucking savage. I'm gonna take you back to. I'm gonna take you back to an event when um, somebody widely considered to be in the conversation for goat um, (laughs) made his debut in WWE. Um, We saw a timer counting down for months on end to Y2K, but it was Y2J, obviously. Um, And so 
No, we didn't have any video packages. No, we didn't know it was coming. We knew the timer was counting the wrong day for Y2K. That's what we knew in 1999. Um, that's all we knew. That's the whole thing. That's everything anybody knew because the internet was a little bit around. Uh, I guess if you had like P- PW Insider at the time or any of that stuff, if you had some, if you paid for the dirt sheets back then, you might have known. Uh, but you didn't know, like, for sure. And then he showed up and challenged The Rock. So you could have done something like that with Kenta. You really could have. Or you could have the surprise, and then afterwards, we're going to go to a commercial, or in this particular instance, we're going to tell you more about him next week. <laughs> That's Kenta from New Japan. Oh. Like I said, I mean, the simple fact is, I don't think fans would have rioted over a video package playing after the debut. You know what I mean? He comes up, he beats up on John Moxley for a bit, and then the show ends with a montage of Kenta hitting big moves on people, right? I think that would have hyped up Kenta, made people feel a little bit more excited about seeing Kenta some more. Um, you know, tied him into the Bullet Club, but without specifically saying Bullet Club could have helped. Um, Now, I am excited. I want to make sure everyone knows. I'm excited. I'm happy to see him here. I'm excited for the stuff that's coming. Uh, This week, we're supposedly getting a Lights Out match with uh, Kenta teaming with Kenny Omega versus Jon Moxley and um, Lance Archer, I think, Uh, which should be a lot of fun. But I just think that I just think they could have done a lot better with explaining to the crowd even if it was just through a video package this is who kenta is and i don't think the crowd i don't think the fans would have been angry at a video package or would have second guessed a video package after he debuted um i mean keep in mind sting was supposedly a surprise debut and sting still got a full entry with sound and lights and effects right and it was a surprise debut. Yet, if they would have used Sting in the Kenta situation, obviously it would have been fine too, because we all know him. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know who but, that is. But I'm using it as an example of, you, you know, anyone who's trying to say, well, he can't be a surprise if he has a video package. Sting was a surprise, and he had a video package. You can't argue that that just because someone has a video package that they can't be a surprise because they've done it before. When Sting showed up, he was he was a surprise and he had a video package. Um, the first time Lance Archer showed up, he had a video package and he was a surprise. Um, most of their debuts of relatively big names since they started have come with video packages, even though they were supposed to be surprises. About the only one I can think of that didn't have a video package, but he still had an entry, uh, a, a ring entrance, was uh, Brian Cage. When he showed up during that battle royal, um, his name came up, who can stop the path of Cage? And then he came out. So he still had a ring entrance, but he was a surprise. So that's my argument is you can still have him be a surprise and shocking, but give him a ring entrance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, sure, still semantics. Like, it's hard to give him a ring. I mean, I guess you could have done it, but then Moxley would have been ready for him. He would have been shocked, and then he would have been ready for him. The fact that he came in like that, because Moxley is already, in Moxley's head at least, he's already aware of... That, 
That's why you don't have the the ring entrant, but you have the package afterwards. That's my point. You have him come in, kick John Moxley's ass, and then when he's standing over John Moxley at the end, standing victorious, then you play a video package. Fair. I'll, I'll get with it. it. At time, but yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll I'll get with it. But that's that's my crime. Let's move on to the next crime in the list. Who's going up? I I have a wonderful misdemeanor and an okay crime. I feel like I have a redundant crime, but if uh, JLB would like to go first, he can. Um, yeah, no, it's all you, buddy, because I'm still thinking I kind of have more misdemeanors than crimes, so I'm still trying to think of a, a better one. So go right ahead. Way to come prepared. I should demote you again. <laughs> you think this hurts my feelings, but you know how much my feelings get super powered up when I am a partner. So... If you keep doing this flushing of demoting and promoting me, it's just playing with my heartstrings, bud. It's a bit, it's a bit much. It's a bit much, especially with COVID now would and all that. It's a... would, would you say I'm tearing up your heart? When I'm with you, and when we are apart, I feel it too. And no matter what I do, guys, I feel the same. Whether I am with or without you, partner or saw partner. I feel the same. All right, go on, Mr. Uh, Faith. So, um, I do, I, I, I have a crime against, I want to, I, I want to throw a positive spin on this. So my crime goes against uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Alexa Bliss. Oh, Jesus. And a little bit Oscar, a little bit AJ, just because they are amongst the best in the world at what they do. Um, for keeping Raw watchable um edges edges is, is a given on all brands right now uh that that he will help carry those brands but i'm gonna go with those four on raw because raw's a rough show right now and, and i don't know if it's writing i don't know what it is um but those four people are so very very on top of their game this is the best randy orton we've ever seen i think i think most of us could agree with that i know jlb didn't a while ago um, say that that's the best Randy Orton we've ever seen. Uh, I, I think he does a better job of being more hateable than than he's ever done. Um, yep, yep. Drew uh, back a few months ago, I said we were at peak Randy Orton. And we still are. He's still holding well. Um, Drew McIntyre is face of the company material forever at this juncture. He's that good. Um, they found their Cena. They had to turn Roman heel, and they found a face guy who is their new Cena. Um, and he, it's it's fun to watch. Um, that isn't John Cena, you know, like he's not getting crammed down our throat, he's just that good, you know. Um, Alexa Bliss, man, she changed characters three times on Monday, three times in a match, one match. Um, she's that good, uh, uh, unbelievable. And then, of course, you have AJ, who is again just one of the best wrestlers of all time, uh, would also be in that GOAT conversation. Um, uh, has twice been named by PW Insider, I think, the Wrestler of the Year, uh, which I think Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are the only other two that, that rival that in the modern era. And and Asuka, who, is, again, is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. So um, one of the best wrestlers in the world. I don't want to limit it to women. One of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, those four or five people, you got to throw Edge in there because... His storyline is is what the company is centered around. 
for this next few weeks um, makes Raw watchable. Um, and there's there's great athletes on Raw, but those particular five can take crap storylines and still make them good. <laughs> I suppose you got to throw Charlotte in there a little bit too. Oh, that storyline just yeah. blew balls. <laughs> Yeah, she's doing her darndest to make it at least watchable, I guess. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't think think The Rock could make it as watchable. You know what I mean? Like, the the best guy that we could think of who's the most entertaining. Like, she's doing her darndest, but Jesus Christ. I don't... I I think Bobby Lashley's incredible in the ring, but what... There's just no direction there right now. Um... So, you know, thank God they have such a talented roster because they're writing fucking blows. Yeah, that's that's definitely for sure. And it's been blowing for quite some time. Oh, I mean, bring it back. Gold. We, we can't find a viable contender better than Goldberg for a Royal Rumble. Oh, <laughs> in the most lamest way possible. You don't respect your next. Goldberg, Goldberg, <laughs> and again, I enjoy watching Goldberg. I just the his, he can't build a storyline to save his soul. He couldn't build a storyline when he was the storyline. Yeah, that's the deal. Is I mean, that's not anything surprising with Goldberg. Is he never was able to build the storyline? The storyline had to be built around him. You know, he's a monster. He's destroyed so many people. Oh, okay. Um, should we give him a mic? No, 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 don't give him a mic. Yeah. And and the thing is, and I understand why a lot of people might not like Goldberg for that specific reason, because you were given, uh, you were the industry stunt double. The industry was going to take you to where you needed to go, and that's why you made all your money and whatever. I mean, kudos to Goldberg. Hey, I probably would have done the same. If you picked me, use me as you please. I don't have to talk. I just have to spear and jackhammer. I'm doing a streak. Cool. I'm good. I'm getting millions of dollars. Let's go. So kudos to Goldberg. He took it. He ran with it. But, oh, man. Like, I, it, it's just, dude. Like, do you honestly think you're good, though? Like... You're not. I, I, I honestly, it's, he wasn't that great back then in WCW, and like he's obviously not good now. He can't, he can't hold a, he can't hold a promo for his life of him, for the life of him. Um, and I don't think anyone's really wanting to see that. And even if Keith Lee was out of the picture, which fine, COVID, cool thing happened. Anybody but Goldberg, really, like. Why aren't you trying to... You have two pay-per-views, okay, before Mania. You could have easily have given that opportunity to someone else to lose to Drew at Rumble, but at least to give him a main card push to show the fans, hey, we're looking at this guy as a main card push. What do you think? Putting Goldberg there does nothing at all. Yes, Drew beats him. It does good you for Drew. The generic, I'm the mid-card champion, and I think I'm world champion material and then the Lashley battle with with Drew here and have it and have Drew win and Lashley still flounder until Survivor's here you know as the yeah. mid part yeah. that's fine yeah they could have went so many ways but they chose Goldberg I guess Goldberg was like hey I'm free I'm bored I live near I live near Florida or I live in Florida pick me 
And Vince is like, yeah, that's some good S word. Let's go. You're next. Get in there. So anyway, that's just, I, I don't know. I, anyway, the crime is good job. Good yeah. job. Those five. Um, and to really? all the rest of to the rest of the supporting cast who are doing good stuff whose in-ring work is exceptional with the really bad writing right now um uh, Lacey Evans is doing good in-ring work it's the outer ring crap that they're saddling her with that just sucks you know yeah. um, yes yes I do know on that one <laughs> <laughs> um it, it, Dominic Mysterio stuff uh Baron Corbin Damn, Baron Corbin could be one of the best in-ring performers, you know, in in any promotion if you put him in there. And he's good in this promotion. He's the only one who does that slide around the ring post, come back in, and clothesline somebody. That's pretty freaking cool. I've always thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and his seventeen finishers that that uh, Smarks thinks. Why why does he get all the good ones? <laughs> Damn it! You give him all the good ones, <laughs> um, and he's great. He's, he's he really and he's hateable. Uh, not quite to Randy Orton's level, but you know Randy Orton's also been in the industry for seventy-five years. So, um, <laughs> so you know, there the supporting cast also deserve the wrestlers deserve a lot of credit for what they're being handed in terms of storylines because the storylines on raw are garbage and so i i want to charge them with a crime of, of good job and in particular i want to give extra kudos to those who are at the top which i guess also kind of means i have to give writing a kudos because two of those are champions mm. so they're smart enough to at least know that these guys are so good, we should have them be champions. <laughs> you know? I, don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to give the writers any kind of credit at all. Though. Oh, I'm not yeah, going to go that far, but, you know. It's so bad. Up until there. <laughs> so, anyway, um, kudos to those particular people. Um, and, and especially, especially Randy Orton. Because we've spent so many years of... Uh, dogging him as the as as the third generation Cena, um, you know he's he's in Vince's pocketbook, so he can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, he's embraced that a couple times over the last couple years uh, and said, "I'm Randy Orton. I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. If I want if I want a title shot, I'm gonna get a title shot." True. If I want <laughs> three of them, I'm gonna get three of them. And yeah. You know, he's done very well with everyone. Oh, apparently I didn't end Edge. I guess I need to finish that. You know, and, and he just... God, he's just such a fucking prick, and it's fantastic. <laughs> but, uh... And, and, and he's also superhuman, because I don't know how he got rid of all of those burns so quickly. Like, That's what I was gonna he say. must have <laughs> superhuman. <laughs> Thank doctors in the world, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, first degree burns all over his face a week ago. <laughs> he shows up at Royal Rumble. He's just fine. That's that's phenomenal healing. Must yeah, be like well, stem cells or something. Yeah, I mean, he dislocated his knee at the beginning of the Royal Rumble, and at the end, he was the second to last person in it. Yeah, that's superb. That's like Wolverine style healing factor. <laughs> so anyway. No, very, very, very good job to the wrestlers um, for for their ability to execute crap story. I mean, those guys are as good as Susan Lucci right now. 
crap stories and you're just that entertaining still for those who don't know susan lucci was a was a was a character was a person who played in soap operas oh there we go yeah so crap stories crap stories and pretty <laughs> much he still loved her ah nice Congratulations to the Susie Luchis of the world. <laughs> Susie Lucci. <laughs> I think that's just a t-shirt. Yeah, congratulations to the Susie Luchis. <laughs> um, so my crime is kind of docking on SmackDown because I feel like SmackDown is going towards that Raw-esque boringness um at least the past two weeks it has um one i am upset because i don't believe we saw seth rollins on smackdown this week if i'm correct because i feel like being annoyed that i didn't see him and we saw damian priest come on raw which was super cool okay going against the miz i'm down with that sure let's do it but then we don't see Rhea ripley anywhere Unless, again, maybe I missed that. But I don't think she was there either on SmackDown, which are two things I was absolutely waiting for because, honestly, we need something else aside from Roman. All, I, I, I like Roman, but they're just putting him... He's becoming almost, when we were annoyed of Drew McIntyre starting off the show all the time, they were essentially doing the same thing with Roman again, again, starting it up. Putting it off, and I get it works into his character. This is my yard, or whatever. This is my table, or my tribe. I don't know what the hell he says anymore, but this is my 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 home, whatever. And I get the whole edge thing, cool story, bro. Fine, whatever. But you got to give me something else, man, because it is honestly the Roman Reigns show, and then there's really nothing else that's kind of going on that is anywhere near interesting and you could have easily have uh, made it stronger by having Seth return and having Rhea come to Smackdown which was the rumor Damien Priest is going to Raw Rhea Ripley is coming to Smackdown um, so I'm charging Smackdown for just not bringing up the talent that they showed at the Royal Rumble when Rhea did so phenomenally well in the Rumble she was what final four no? So, two. final two. Yeah. And then you just don't even show her the following week. Like, was she on NXT? No. No. Not even. So, hey, final two. And then, hey, I'm nowhere to be seen on TV this week. Because my name's Rhea Ripley, and I get this big star push, and then I just get completely shut out. Like, it is completely unfair of what SmackDown is doing to her. And it also just doesn't make any sense that we didn't see Seth Rollins either. Hey, I came back, guys. Oh, but I'm out there the following week. Like, you're kind of destroying your characters. So I guess I'm charging the writers for not being creative enough to put possibly your one of your two of your best supporting cast members, if you will, onto a brand to help it out. Because I am tired of the Romans show. I would like some other things to look forward to on SmackDown. And playing with my heartstrings like Officer Smarks does when he de- when he uh, demotes me. Only this is, uh, you know, this is just, it's just silly. It just didn't make any sense. I'm like, why was there no Rhea? Why was there no Seth? So I, you, 
I'm, I'm going to go ahead and counter argue this one. Yeah, uh, go ahead. This is this is rare that we do this, but um, I think the, I, I think we got time, man. Um, uh, here's the deal. Number one, you're a Sami Zayn fan and a KO fan. Don't ever fucking say that that show is just the Roman show ever again, because <laughs> those two are really great entertainment. And KO knocked Roman out. So you should have been pumped about that. Now, he's part of Roman's storyline, so I get it. Mm-hmm. But there's other stuff going on there. And 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 it's it's okay stuff. I'm I'm not upset That's with Seth not, yeah. I'm not upset with Seth not coming back to weekly play yet. Um he's a dad. Yeah, show oh, up for don't give me this dad thing. Stop it. No. He's a new dad. That's yeah. that's the important thing. It's not yeah. just that he's so, a dad. Till your baby has fallen asleep on your chest, you don't get to play that that card, dude. Yeah. You just don't get okay. it. Seriously, I would have called out for anything, right? Said, nope, sorry, I can't come into work. I don't care. You just gave me a raise to a million dollars. My baby's laying on my chest. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's one of the greatest feelings in the world. So, um, that said, not everybody understands that. I don't. I don't think Seth. I don't think the current Seth character can carry a brand, anyways. Uh, and we saw them try, and it wasn't good. Yeah, I think the uh, Seth character has to have a revamp right now. I yeah. think I think this is the time to bring back babyface Seth. He, he's got all the support because he's a new father. Um, he it took time off to reset. He can he can go back to burn it down, babyface Seth, and get rid of that stupid Messiah theme song. Yeah. Um, but no, th- I, to do that, he'll need a couple weeks, so I'm okay yes. with it. And Rhea Ripley will be so incredibly dominant in, in WWE uh, main roster. She she is as over as anybody else in wrestling right now. Um, uh, take your time. You don't have to rush these storylines. In fact, we've talked a little bit, a lot. Well, that, that was an oxymoron. We've talked quite a bit over the last couple of years of doing these podcasts, or last year of doing these podcasts, um, about rushing storylines and and when we rush them suddenly Vince has to fill in a whole bunch of gaps with the way he tells the story um, because he wants to get to the end so freaking fast that we get crap we just get this crap storyline we get this shit sandwich of a storyline where it looks like there's a lot of promise and then fucking Katie Vick is in the middle and then Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a mask on anymore and it just sucks you know, um, and I and, and I just use the Katie Vick one because that's that's as shitty of a storyline as has been told in the last twenty years. Um, but but it's Dominic. Um, I'm I'm Rey Mysterio's kid, and I want to wrestle. And somebody attached me in the audience, and we rush him into the ring, and it sucks. We get his best his best performance that has ever occurred out of him happens in the last week um, with Ray holding Corbin's uh, foot at the ring. I, 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 I thought that was the best in-ring work we've seen from Dominic, but I hate him so fucking much because I've seen he's been crammed down my throat and now, oh, we got to rush to a different storyline and, and now they're going to be in an argument with the best heel, one of the best heels we have. Oh well, I don't want to fucking see it anymore. I just I, I don't I don't want to see it at all. I'm out. Like shut it out and quit it. Go, 
go away, Dominic Mysterio. And I guess I kind of understand where you want to rush somebody to the end, but in there. But I, I, I'd say there's enough there. I think there's enough there that you don't have to rush those. I mean, gonna, I go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and continue that point um, with this this point to it. On this episode of SmackDown, now keep in mind, I still don't get to watch SmackDown live when it happens because fucking Sling TV is fucking fuck Neds. Um, but uh, I figured if we're going to be R, might as well be hard R, right? Um, but if you, if you look at the events of SmackDown, you look at what happened on SmackDown, we had six different female superstars appear on SmackDown um, in one form or another to further their storyline. You had Ruby Riot, uh, seven technically, because Liv Morgan showed up. Ruby Riot had a match with Bailey uh, that also featured Billy Kay out there uh, trying to help Ruby Riot, but ending up costing Ruby Riot. And I love Billy Kay right now. Oh my God. Liv Morgan coming out to confront there. So that's four there. And then you had Sasha Banks, uh, Carmella, and uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, doing their spot yeah. with Bianca, thanking everyone and, and talking about how great, uh, how excited she is to go to WrestleMania, winning Royal Rumble and all this. They had a lot of female superstars to already show on this show, to already spotlight. And to have Rhea Ripley make her debut would have taken the spotlight away from at least one of those. Well, you don't want to take it away from Bianca Belair. You just set her up to be your next superstar right. by having her win the Rumble. So you can't have Rhea Ripley show up at that moment. Um, Rhea Ripley doesn't fit into the Riot Squad storyline right now. About the right. only thing you could have done is shoehorn her in there instead of Bailey. But if that's not the character, Bailey's still a heel. If that's not the character you're wanting to do with Rhea Ripley, there's no point to put her there. So I don't I don't see a spot. This might have been a situation of WWE being smart about um, where their timing and all that stuff. Understanding there wasn't a good spot in this show to shoehorn Rhea Ripley in, and rather than just shove her in there somewhere, let's hold off, let's develop it a little bit more, and let's figure out what we want to do. Now, do I think Rhea Ripley's going to be involved in the Bianca Belair storyline? Heck yeah, I do. I think that's going to be the storyline playing into the next two months before WrestleMania, is Rhea Ripley basically saying, I almost had you, I almost won this, um, I should be the one going to WrestleMania. Uh, and that's what and i originally thought she was going to show up in raw because when she had eliminated alexa i thought they were going to initially start doing something with alexa and Rhea, which i kind of would have been down for too but then when damien came out and then the rumors were like well she's going to smackdown that that's where kind of my problem was i'm like maybe they'll do something with her and bailey sort of deal or maybe she'll be on bailey's ding dong dong hello thing um, yes, Bianca, I believe, was on it this week, right? Or was she just there? Oh, no, she was just thanking everybody. She wasn't on anyone's TV show or whatever. Uh, so that I understand, because I think the Bianca thing was awesome. Uh, the Bianca Sasha... Uh, no, sorry. The Bianca... Um, Carmella, getting, yeah, Sasha. Carmella, Sasha was just... That was perfect. That was awesome how all that played out. And um, 
it so that obviously is what we're going to be getting for mania they're definitely going to be facing each other down for that i think that is the perfect move bianca sasha is going to be uh i would think a phenomenal matchup so i'm excited for that it's just you kind of and that's my issue though is because you kind of have nowhere to put ripley i don't want to see ripley against carmella I don't want to see who else is there. I don't want to see Ripley versus Ruby or live. Um, and that's why or, or I live just, even. Uh, sorry, live. Why do I keep saying live? Damn it. I like never learn every week. My bad. Um, yeah. So I don't know who else is there on SmackDown. Is there any other woman on SmackDown that I'm not thinking of? Um, Tamina. Bailey. I mean, no, but I mean, Bailey's kind of in the, yeah, like, Rhea Bailey would have been freaking awesome. Like, you know, Bailey's a smart ass, and yeah, a Bailey, I guess, would have been nice, but Bailey's doing something with who now, technically? Billy? Well, no. yeah, she was she was in the match versus uh, Ruby Riot, uh, but I think she was basically just there to be the heel. I don't think that's a long-term storyline. I think that's right. just, we need a heel for this match to set this up, so... Or heck, even... Do you think Rhea being part of the Riot Squad or coming to help them out would have helped her at all? No, huh? I think. No, I, I think. See, here's the deal: is that there's a lot of things that they can do. I still think uh, Rhea versus Bianca Belair is a nice filler going into stuff. But you also have uh, Sonya Deville coming back. Um, that could be a good feud there. You could throw Rhea in versus Natalia, have it be technical versus brutality. Oh, Jesus. Um, I mean, in, in the end, it would be, uh, this is all about, we got to do something to put Rhea Ripley over, right? So you don't want to have Rhea Ripley necessarily go immediately against Sasha Banks because you're not going to put Rhea Ripley over. With. Um, you don't necessarily, and that's the one problem with putting her against Bianca Belair is because in the end, you're trying to put Bianca Belair over. Right. Um, Carmella would be a good one because you already ruined your push for her coming back. So have her <laughs> come back and, and get beat by uh, Rhea Ripley. That's fine. Yeah, she kind of doesn't have a storyline now anyways. She obviously was pushed to the side when she came so, out. Sonya Deville can come back and and be a badass and, and she can afford to lose because she doesn't need to win right now. Um, so, or or Sonya Deville can come back and be a mentor to to Rhea Ripley. That could be the storyline, you know. You've you've got a lot of potential, but you're really rough around the edges. Come under my wing. Let me show you how to how to survive around here. Um, and so that that's definitely an option there. I think they've got a lot of options there. But at the same point, I think the whole point is for this week there was a lot going on in the women's division shoehorning in another women's wrestler in smackdown wasn't going to make any sense right now um and uh, putting her on smackdown is probably the better option because i mean you look at the raw roster the the women's side of the raw roster is pretty stacked overall um you know Alexa, Asuka, Becky Lynch, whenever she comes back, she's technically on the Raw roster. Charlotte Flair, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Lana, Mandy Rose, Mickey James is still showing on the Raw roster. Uh, you well, can get rid I of mean, Naomi, Nia Jax, uh, Nikki She's Cross, on the Raw roster? Naomi, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, Nikki, yeah, she had the whole thing with Lacey. Yep, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, 
uh, Reckoning, aka Mia Yim. They just need to fucking break up Retribution. They're not doing anything. And Shayna Baszler, right? So the, there's not exactly a room on Raw for Rhea Ripley. They've well, got a whole lot of people not being used actively very often anyways. I beg so, the difference, though. Her against Asuka, maybe doing a little feud there just to kind of get something going or her and Shayna I think would be phenomenal too it's not, I'm, it's not, I'm not saying it wouldn't be great matches they're great matches but from a storyline standpoint Shayna's already got a storyline going on right now Asuka's already got a storyline going on if you don't think they're leading up to Charlotte versus Asuka at Wrestlemania you're, you're crazy that's right. the storyline that they're gonna do um, yeah and so the the the, the main storylines for Rhea Ripley there's not really a good one on Raw. Um, I mean, do you want to see Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax right now? I don't. I swear to God, no, I do not. I do not want to see Rhea Ripley get injured in her first match on the roster. I think the storyline with Rhea Ripley will be will will come into play at Elimination Chamber or Fastlane. Is Fastlane next or Elimination Chamber? Because keep in mind, there's two pay per views. I, so I thought it's it, Elimination Chamber then Fastlane, but yeah. I'll check. Because the thing is, then if she's not going to be for the title uh, at Mania, then why not just bring her up now? Why are you going to have to make her wait? You can set something up with Rhea screwing Shayna over, Shayna and Nia over the tag titles. Wait, do they have it? Yeah, they have it. Uh, over with the tag titles. And then thus create a Shayna versus Rhea or do something. Because if it's not for the world title, we don't necessarily have to you know, make her wait a bit. One week after one of the major five pay-per-views. Give it some time. I want to see Rhea. I miss her. I never get to watch SmackDown. Uh, NXT, so, you know. <laughs> she hasn't been there for a while either. Yeah, uh, that's the deal. Is She hasn't appeared on NXT for almost a month now. Oh, damn. Yep. She, she lost a match. That's when we knew she was going up to main roster. They had her lose the, the blow-off match to her feud. Um, and then they haven't had her on TV since then. So, you know, we, we know what's going on there. Yeah, so it's Elimination now, on the 21st. And, oh, Jesus, that's pretty quick. And Fastlane on uh, March 20, uh, 21st. So a month apart, Elimination Chamber, then Fastlane. But that's the deal. They've got a lot of time still to build up for those. And Rhea Ripley didn't necessarily benefit from appearing on this week's SmackDown in any way, shape, or form. They had a lot of other storylines to cram into this week's SmackDown. I would, I prefer them to do it this way than for them to shoehorn in Rhea Ripley in some way, shape, or form just because they can, you know? Mm. Um, oh, we had her debut at Royal Rumble. We better put her in on SmackDown. Um, we'll throw her out there uh, right after the Hulkamania promo. <laughs> Which was very pointless. That's one of my misdemeanors. Oh, wait, wait. No, no. She should totally try and steal Ric Flair from, from Lacey Evans. Yeah, that's perfect. Let's do that real quick. That's a solid I feel story. like Vince would definitely do that. I feel like that's in Vince's bag for sure. Yeah, so let's let's not rush. Let's yeah. not rush a bad storyline for Rhea Ripley. In, in fact, I'm going to go back a couple years, and I'm going to point out that it wasn't that long ago that right after Royal Rumble, they pulled up a bunch of NXT superstars and threw them onto the main roster, and none of them had 
what you would call impressive runs after, right? Uh, because just throwing them up there without a plan does no good whatsoever. I just think when you made her look so dominant, not dominant, and not have her even show up at all, even just to maybe not be in a storyline, just have like a a video package or something, or so, have her backstage. Just I want to see her on TV. Oh, so, because, so now you're all down with video packages. I see how this is. Uh, yeah, that, that's how it is. I I pick I pick and choose my video package battles. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs>